0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, amen. Do you see it? If we were on the deck in my backyard at night, my family would have no doubt about what I was talking. I love to sit on the back deck at night and spot satellites. Satellites aren't that easy to spot in one sense. There's all those other lights in the sky as well. But there's something about the satellites that I find. For the physics and math people in the audience, they have a different vector of angular velocity, at least compared to the rotational angular velocity of the Earth. And so, up there in the sky, those satellites move through the sky. And so, do you see it? My kids are pretty well trained, and maybe my wife now too, that they'll look towards where I'm pointing. And I have to admit, there is some competition trying to find the satellites first. But there's also then a certain joy in sharing the, the revelation, the manifestation of the satellite. As we read the text this morning, think about what God wants you to see. Do you see it? In First John chapter four, verses nine through 11, we read. This is how God's love for us was revealed. God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we may live through Him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us so much, We also should love one another. What does God want you to see in these verses? What has he so clearly manifested before your eyes? I think it's pretty obvious. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. God wants you to see his love. He wants his love to be manifest before your spiritual eyes so that you can see it and take it to heart. As just a little aside, I was supposed to preach on this text last Friday. And even though we're in lockdown, I walked from the seminary over here. Some guy on security yelled at me, actually. Um, <laughs> but as I was walking over, I couldn't help but think, knowing that this text so clearly manifests God's love, who's Satan? didn't want to hear this text last Friday. We have an enemy who wants to hide God's love from us. He wants to shroud it in darkness and doubt. He doesn't want you to see it. But then on the flip side, as I was walking... I also thought, hmm, maybe there's someone that's going to be in chapel today that wouldn't have been here last Friday, and so God was working it, so if that's you, you could see God's love. Now, most of the time, we use art to make things visible to us, okay? so. Look at the center picture there. That's God's love manifested before you. When you look at that picture, what do you see? Yeah, you can see the ladies at the foot, and you can see John standing to the side there. But it's Made in such a way, created that your attention is drawn to Jesus. In that picture, you see God's love before your very eyes. That Jesus is on the cross, suffering and dying for your sins. Our text says that. That cross, that suffering and death, is the atonement of our sins. Another word could have been propitiation or expitiation. The point is that that cross is the payment or the cover over your sins. And this makes the cross... In a sense, to have two meanings. When we look at that cross, we do see God's love. But we also see something else. We see the guilt of our sins. We often want to downplay the consequence of our sins. We tend to treat them lightly and not realize the the true gravity connected with sin. Because of your thoughts, words and deeds God should not be loving toward you. In fact his righteous anger should be Poured out upon you. And if you want to see how ticked God was with your sins, look right there. He crucified his son. That's how angry he was over your sins. But he chose to love you he chose to have his son take your place to cover your sins and to pay for them in full now there's a a balance there if you downplay the guilt of your sins you are downplaying how much God loves you. If you're only a little sinner, then Jesus is only a little Savior. But if you comprehend the the magnitude of your debt before God, then you begin to comprehend how great a saviour Jesus is. How great God's love for us really is. And I can tell you no matter how great your sins are, no matter how manifested your guilt is before your eyes, there's the greater saviour. There is no sin that you have committed that Jesus hasn't paid for. Yeah, it can be big in your mind. Oh man, it can weigh on your heart. It can keep you awake at night. But Jesus has carried it. God wants you to know that he loves you so much that there's nothing you can do, no transgression that is greater than what his love has overcome in Christ. Your sins are forgiven. God does love you. And he has proven that he has accepted that sacrifice on the cross by raising Jesus from the dead. The empty tomb is is God's bold statement to you that your sins are paid for, that Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, you can live every day confident that the Father in heaven truly does love you, that he is watching over you and working all things for your good. You can be confident that when you close your eyes in death, you won't get the punishment of your deeds. You get the reward of Jesus' perfect life in your stead. That's what God wants you to see. He wants you to know He loves you. Don't let anyone or anything hide His love from you. So may He bless you and draw you ever closer to the cross so that you can know And experience his love. To him be the glory. Now and forever. Amen.